You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, The Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to The Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey and we're the football dudes. Are you ready, brother? Always, brah. Always. Next stop, The Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk about injuries. Tom Brady. <laughs> Our fantasy go back starts of the week. Tom Brady going to England. <laughs> Some astronomical fantasy pickups, and we'll preview all the games, Casey. All of the games coming up in week four. But before we get to all that good stuff, Casey, start it off for the people with the tasty nug. Oh uh, yeah, baby! Through week three of the 2021 NFL season, teams have scored the game-winning points in the final minute of the fourth quarter or in overtime eleven times, bro. Dang. Woo. That means Vegas wins on those. And so far, we've had at least one overtime game every week. That's pretty good, right? That's sweet, man. A little extra bonus football. I'll take it. Yeah. And let's just sweeten it up a little bit, Dave. I don't know if you heard that uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks are going back to New <laughs> England this week. Yeah. I have yeah. heard that, Casey. Yeah. Well, Rumor with the win against those Patriots, Mr. Tom Brady would be just the fourth quarterback all time to. Have a win against all 32 NFL teams. He would join former Charger, Drew Brees, Brett Favre. I don't know who that is. And <laughs> Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. In the episode in Denver Bronco. All right. Well, one thing that Brady doesn't have on his thing is the win in SoFi after last week. But he'll have to wait for that one maybe. <laughs> or until he's like 44 or 45 or whatever. So. He'll probably be back there in February anyways, Dave. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right. All right, Casey. Let's move on to some of the regrettable injuries uh, heading into this week, man. Get us started. Yeah, Broncos were all kind of banged up at the receiver. They lost KJ Hamler. They put him on IR Tuesday. Um, he tore his ACL on Sunday. It looks like his season is done. Yeah. How about wide receiver A.J. Brown? Uh, not uh, Probably not going to be available for the Titans um, as they try and extend their winning streak, though. Uh, he left the game after just eight snaps oh. last week because of the hammy. And you know how a hammy is, dude. You just don't want to mess with it. Especially that guy. He is so yoked, man. His Ooh, legs so are ginormous, yeah. dude. And running back for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, dude. He hasn't practiced since week one. He's got that Sergeant Hulka going. Or is it an ankle injury? I thought it was the toe, but either it way. It was the toe. They, they, it's also the ankle, apparently. So, yeah. He's been hanging out with Carson Wentz. Um, he was a little <laughs> bit closer. Almost played last week. We'll see what happens. He's got an extra day to get ready for your Chargers on Monday night. I sure hope he gets ready, Casey. I'll be looking <laughs> to him at the stadium. All right. It's Patriots running back James White. He left the game uh, last week with a hip injury, and it looks like he'll be shut down for the rest of the season. That's a pretty big loss, man. Yeah, that's brutal. Maybe my guy Ramondre Stevenson can get a couple touches there. And the Saints got a little good news. Teron Armstead, he left uh, the win over the Patriots with an elbow injury on Sunday. But it looks like it's going to be a few weeks and not season ending. So that is good news for the Saints. And how about 49ers cornerback Josh Norman, man? It was just like riding a bike is what he said. I, that's what I heard. But then he ends up uh, with a chest dish, uh, injury, and he ends up spitting up blood going to the hospital, Casey. That doesn't sound like riding a bike to me. Um, anyways, two bruised lungs and tissue damage. Man. That might have just been from last year when King Henry gave him that stiff <laughs> arm on Monday night. It's I think his ego still bruised from that. Oh, <laughs> that's for definitely. Sure. 
and the tackling machine, Blake Martinez, he's going to miss the rest of the season for the Giants. He tore an ACL on Sunday. How about the Vikings cook, Casey? That would be a big loss if he can't go. Uh, but obviously not necessarily looking good for uh, Cook and the Browns this weekend. Madison played pretty well uh, in his absence last week, so they might want to be a little more cautious with him. Yeah, and then uh, Christian McCaffrey, he left a Thursday night game with a hamstring injury. They're not putting him on IR, so that means they expect him back in the next couple of weeks. We have some astronomical fantasy advice moving forward that you guys have to stay tuned for. But So one to two weeks with him, but they did lose J.C. Horn. He broke some bones in his foot. He's probably done for this season. So the Panthers went out and made a trade with the Jaguars. They brought in former first-round draft pick C.J. Henderson uh, from the Jags over. They get Henderson and a fifth-round pick for tight end Dan Arnold and a third-rounder going back to Jayville. All right. Jags are dealing, right, Casey? Looking for the future maybe there already. (laughs) Uh, Moving over to the Buccaneers, Casey, with receiver Scotty Miller. They obviously have a ton of receivers there, but he will be missed as he misses significant time with his toe injury. Uh, He might go on uh, injured reserve. They're still thinking about that. Uh, Richard Sherman on another news front for the Buccaneers, obviously down in the secondary, uh, a couple of dudes and, and sort of struggling back there. They're bringing in Richard Sherman um, and he's got a one year, $2.25 million deal. Let's see what he's got left in the tank. Yeah. Oh, could, and- maybe you can knock down the door, Casey, and then start playing some good football again. <laughs> Kick that thing down. And Josh <laughs> Gordon signs with the chiefs. Of course he does. He's been out of league since 2019. Yeah. We'll see if he can bring anything to the table. But uh, wouldn't that be just like the Chiefs to have Josh Gordon? <laughs> They'll Flash bring anybody in, the, in the Chiefs, Casey. That's right. Oh, boy. As much as I'd like to root for Josh Gordon, that just uh, limits my, my capabilities there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hold right. that against you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You know, Charger fan, Chiefs rivalry, you know how it goes. Okay. Uh, moving on, Casey, we have the survivor slash three strikes pool because one strike is not enough <laughs> in, in our in our worlds. Um, we're in the three strikes deal. Um, how did you do this week? Who did you have? What happened? I had uh, Carolina over the Texans last week, and it looked pretty sketchy at first. You know, they get a touchdown, and then McCaffrey goes out, and then JC goes down, and then the Texans finally get it going. So I was squirming a little bit. I hate the Thursday night game, but the the Panthers ended up rolling, and I uh, had the weekend off, so it was nice. Yes, well, I, of course, followed the standard uh, theme of who's playing the Jets. This week it was the Broncos that were gifted a win. That also was the most popular uh, correct pick around uh, fantasy uh, survivor leagues out there. And the most in uh, the most popular incorrect pick, Casey, Kansas City over the Chargers. Who makes that pick? Come on. Dummies. Yeah. yeah. And the most popular picks heading into next week. The Titans uh-huh. over the Jets. <laughs> oh, the theme continues. Keep I haven't made going, that pick baby. yet, but I think I'm liking the Titans this week, man. <laughs> All right, Case, moving along to the fantasy go-back starts of the week. This is where we go back in time in our imaginary time uh, machines, and we look back and see what could we have done if we have played a couple of different dudes. Would we have had a different outcome? What happened for you? Well, Dave, I was taking on uh, bolt action, and I thought it might be trouble when Tyson Williams only got me a 2.2. Had I played Mike Davis instead, I would have gotten seven points, and I uh, used my waiver wire last year to get Rondell Moore, and that paid off with a .4, so I could have gone with Corey Davis instead, 
one. So not great numbers, but Dave, that was plenty to beat Bold Action. Just my seventh straight win over the BAs. How did you do, bro? Well, I fell uh, to one and two, unfortunately, what? losing to the the Dickman Soreholes, who are technically undefeated and the number one team in our fantasy land. Casey, um, I could have made a couple of switches, uh, switching out Cooper and Robbie Anderson in for rugs and Jalen Waddle. That would have got me 10 more points, but still would have lost by four. Uh, just wasn't quite enough. Uh, my team has too many guys that are no shows. <laughs> it's going around a lot, Dave. Well, normally we bring you guys the astronomical fantasy show on Fridays. We're going to be a little busy this week. So we thought we would get you an astronomical f- fantasy segment. Dave, what's <laughs> out there on the free agent wire? Go ahead and start with the quarterback. Yeah, it's Minnesota. It's Kirk Cousins, dude. He gets a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of love, really, certainly from Vikings fan or from league round, but he's putting up solid numbers, dude. Yeah. And he's available in uh, 38% of the leagues out there. So you need a plug and play guy. He's your man. Uh, And if you if you don't, if he's not available and you are desperate, uh, Sam Darnold is not a bad look there. He's a he's almost available in over 85% of leagues. So, um Sam Darnold's a, a decent option and a little upside there in the Matt Rule offense. Yeah, we can keep it with the Panthers. I know they're playing my Cowboys, but we mentioned McCaffrey's gone down. It's not long-term, so it's almost a streaming option. But Chuba Hubbard, he gets knocked down and he gets up again. You're never going to keep him down, Dave. And he's available in almost 50% of the leagues. He came in with some nice uh, relief runs last week against the Texans. If he's able to keep that up, they don't have to push to get McCaffrey back there. Plus, they're sitting at 3-0 right now, so... All's good in Carolina. Yeah. And at the uh, wide receiver position, we're going to take a look at Buffalo's Cole Beasley. Obviously, um, a pretty solid performer there. Uh, almost 50% available. They're playing at home in Buffalo versus Houston. And he's coming off of a game, Casey, where he got 13 targets. So we use a big part of that game plan uh, moving into this week. Hopefully, <coughs> he'll get that many targets again. And then at tight end, we're going to go with Austin Hooper here. He came over with the big free agent deal um, from the Falcons to the uh, the Browns, and it hasn't really paid off, but no Jarvis Landry there. And he did find a touchdown last week. He's available in 60% of the leagues, so Baker does like him, so it might be worth picking up for this week. All right, Casey, enough of this crazy astronomical fantasy stuff. Let's move on to the real action on the football field Let's get it started with these game previews for this week. Oh, yeah, dude. We got a cap battle on Thursday night football. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are seven and a half point favorites at home. And Dave, this marks the 2021 number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, versus the 2020 number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. Oof, man. Wow. Um, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars have <laughs> had a rough start to the season with Herb and Trevor there. Uh, at sitting at 0-3. Last week was pretty exciting when they had the, uh, uh, I guess, the Iron Bowl-esque 109-yard uh, kick, uh, missed field goal return for a touchdown and briefly had the lead against the Cardinals. That wasn't going to last, though, and they ended up coming up short. They're uh, going to have their hands full heading to Cincinnati, though. Yeah, dude, and Joey B's looking better each week. Had a huge divisional win against the Steelers last week, and Jamar Chase, bro, he just 
catching touchdowns each week. That chemistry between him and Joey B is pretty evident, and they're doing a nice job of running the ball. So um, this, uh, you know, if the Bengals want to make some hay in this division, um, don't get messed up and lose to the lowly Jags. Yeah, no doubt about it. This is not time for them to uh, fall asleep. All right, Casey, <clears throat> up next, Tennessee Titans at the New York Jets. Titans favored by seven and a half. Yeah, and the Titans woke up, man. Uh, after uh, sleepwalking the first game, they're really starting to put it together. Derrick Henry is beasting everywhere. Mentioned <laughs> earlier, probably no A.J. Brown. So um, look for Julio. Julio is a little banged up, too. But this is a, a team that's going to be there in the mix moving forward. So um, the new Titans should be able to beat the former Titans, no problem. Yeah, no question about that, Casey. The Jets are sitting at 0-3, and they're coming off of a very lackluster performance against the Broncos where they got shut out. Um, it has been a tough uh, introduction to the NFL for Zach Wilson there and uh, Sala as the head coach. Um, but the Jets faithful still like the direction they're headed, even though it doesn't look like it's headed that way to the rest of us. <laughs> what Jets faithful are you talking to, bro? Uh, Cookie? Our, oh, yeah. Our good friend standing Cookie. on a ledge. Guys, guys, I love where we're at. Well, they're All young right. and crappy, not old and crappy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big difference. Big difference. <laughs> All right. A game that's near and dear to my heart. We got the Carolina Panthers at my Dallas Cowboys. Panthers are 3-0, but my boys are four and a half point favorites, Dave. Dude. And like you mentioned, Carolina coming off that what was a little bit close there against Houston, and they had a panel in business there in the second half. Um, they are sitting at 3-0. and One of the most impressive kind of surprise teams maybe this season and, and the reclamation project um, that Matt Rule has got going there with Sam Darnold uh, showing it wasn't Sam. It was the Jets and the Jets organization that was holding back Donald. The way he's playing right now, he keeps his his connection with DJ Moore outstanding. McCaffrey obviously uh, banged up, not going to be going in this one. But Hubbard, as we mentioned, should uh, provide uh, the running game some some good activity there. And Dave, how about Dak Prescott, man? He has been so uh, good coming back from that injury uh, was super impressive on Monday night. He's leading the NFL with the 77.5 completion percentage in wow. total command of that offense. And I guess they are throwing a little dirt on Zeke a little prematurely. there, coming off a big night on Monday night with a couple touchdowns there. But Dave, let me talk about this Cowboys defense for a minute. Leading yeah. the NFL with eight takeaways and number one with a plus five turnover uh, ratio there. And they have at least two takeaways in seven straight games. That's going back to last year. But how about my guy, Trayvon Diggs, bro, with the huge pick six. He's had an interception in every game so far and is tied uh, for the NFL lead with three of those bad boys. I'm a little worried about that Panthers front four. They got 14 sacks on the year. Wow. If we can get those guys blocked up front, this could be a, a good game for Dallas to knock uh, Carolina off the perch of the undefeated Maybe playoff implications down the road, Casey. Wow, you never know. You never <laughs> All right, know. up next, it is the Kansas City Chiefs, favored by six and a half, heading to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Andy Reid's homecoming, Casey. I hope he's feeling good for it. Uh, he's the only active uh, head coach to take two different franchises to the Super Bowl. So obviously a, a very well-respected coach. Hopefully he uh, honestly is uh, feeling all right. 
Dave, Andy Reid's going back to Philly to kick ass and eat cheesesteaks. And he's all out of cheesesteaks. <laughs> he grinds through those pretty quick, though, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, uh, Philly's catching the Chiefs coming off of back-to-back losses. Not the best time you want to get them. This is Patrick Mahomes' 50th start. He's got over 15,000 passing yards and 123 touchdowns. That's the most by any quarterback in their first 50. And even though the, the Chiefs are in the cellar, one and two in the West, they're only really a couple plays away from being undefeated. That being said, they're not undefeated. So they got to get that defense playing a lot better because your boy Herbert threw all over them. And I don't know if you saw the uh, the footage where Mahomes and Kelsey went out to say, yo, bro, good on you. So they appreciate what he's doing out there. But the Chiefs got to play better defense, clean a few things up. I think they'll be right back in the mix. But like I said, it's a bad time for these Eagles to get a, a- <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Exactly. Uh, the good news is the Eagles are at home. Um you know, that's 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 the solid here. But like you said, you do not want to face the Chiefs team coming off back to back losses. That's a real, real tough scenario. Philadelphia is sitting at one and two. They can't really afford to take another loss here, especially after getting clobbered by your Cowboys really showed who's who's the class in that division right there. Um, this would be an amazing upset, really, I, I think, facing this Chiefs team right now and being able to handle them. You know, the the, the Eagles offensive line hasn't done a great job pr- protecting Hurts, and it uh-huh. seems like he's more than willing to take off uh, as soon as things break down there. That could be good. That could be bad. But we need to see a little more productivity in the passing game there. Yeah, they got to run that damn football, too. Maybe yeah, it's the time that, to get O-line's right. just not getting it done for them right now. All right, Dave, up next, we got the New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints are seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. And what can you say, Casey, about this Giants squad, man? I mean, 0-3, um, Barkley hasn't really hit his stride. I mean, obviously, uh, come, the injury was significant enough that it's going to take this year to get him kind of back into, into, uh, into, you know, back to hopefully where he was before. And, and, and then banged up at wide receiver. So it seems like it's all on Danny Dimebags right now. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a tough situation. Uh, they're coming off a close loss last week. I thought they could have had that one mm-hmm. at home. Um, but no, not to be, and now to be heading to the Saints team. They're hoping to get the Saints team from week two, not the one from week one or three. That was really, really good. Yeah, it's not a great thing when uh, Dimebag is your leading rusher. They got to find out what's going on with Saquon there. Yeah. But this Saints team, you you mentioned, man, they're a little Jekyll and Hyde. They had plenty to beat the Patriots last week, but it was that defense that wrote it. A pick six, and they're plus five in the turnover ratio there, too. So if that defense can play that well until the offense gets going, mm-hmm. until they eventually, um, you know, get that passing game going. They brought back Kenny Stills. They're waiting for Mike Thomas to give it back there. Kamara's been okay, but hasn't been that huge playmaker that they need. But Saints should have plenty to beat these Giants. But them Giants are getting desperate, and that's when you start worrying about teams. No question about it, Casey. All right, up next, it's the Cleveland Browns favored by a point and a half on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and these Brownies, man, they're trying to be that top dog in the AFC, and it's wide open for everybody there. Baker Mayfield playing pretty dang good football. Um, and it's that one-two run punch. It was weird. Last year or last week, Chubb didn't really get anything going. It was Kareem Hunt. Yeah. He's also the team's leading receiver right now so that one-two punch is pretty solid but oh my god dude is josh Fields still having 
Uh, Miles Garrett nightmares. Four and a half sacks last week, bro. They absolutely Ooh. killed Fields, dude. So um, I don't know if they'll get the same kind of pressure. Uh, Cousins is obviously a little more savvy, but the Browns are putting together a nice team here. And yeah. uh, they were a couple plays away last year, and they're picking up right where they left off, man. This is an exciting team, but this would be a huge win on the road. It certainly would be. And this Vikings team, uh, really, after two really frustrating losses to start the season, ones that they they very likely easily could have won, mm-hmm. um, they finally put it together last week and really handed it to the Seattle Seahawks. I was very, uh, very surprised at, at that performance, uh, but they handled business there. They got things pointed in the right direction. Um, we mentioned early earlier that they didn't have Dalvin Cook. They don't look to have maybe, maybe not Dalvin Cook, but Madison did do a, a good job back there running the ball for them. Um, so they might want to hold back on Cook. We'll see how they feel about that. But at home against the Browns, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, but, uh, you know, this Minnesota team, uh, like I said, kind of feels like they turned the corner last week. Yeah. All right, Dave. And the someone's got to win. It's the Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. And the Bears are three and a half point favorites at home. Oof, man. Lions. I'll tell you. Oh. What can you say about these Lions, man? Um, okay, so it's another 0-3 squad. Um, and we're looking for a way to get a W. Well, they played a couple of halves in the first two games that were pretty good. Last week, they should have won the football game. Let's be honest. They had the Ravens on the ropes as much as you could possibly oh. have a team at fourth and nine late in the game. They they convert a huge pickup. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, it took a, a, a record-setting field goal of 66 yards for the Ravens uh, to uh, – declaw those lions and wow i'm telling you and there was also some 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 fetch, uh, sketchy officiating there where there could have been a false start or something called on the ravens that might have made that even a longer field goal yeah. but yeah you know, the lions can't uh, can't buy a break right now uh but the good news they are going to a chicago team that's also struggling yeah that's great news because chicago doesn't know who the hell is going to play quarterback this week is it fields <laughs> right. Is it the Red Rocket? Is it Nick Foles? I guess we're going to find out on Sunday. But, dude, they got to get this run game going. Uh-huh. The The offense was just atrocious Like last week. It was almost like a self-sabotage naggy. Like, did not set fields up for success. Um, and what, I forget, they ended with, like, 40 yards or something. It was the yeah. most anemic well, I think it was ever. one passing yard. One passing yard, that's 68 right. 68 passing yards minus 67 oh. for sack, sack yardage. Yeah, it's just all bad for these Bears. They are a rudderless ship. Luckily, their defense is pretty good. And David Montgomery is a good running back if they can block for him. They just got to hold on to the damn football and not turn it over, but uh, there's not really anything to be excited about if you're a Bear fan right now. <laughs> not really. I mean, they got to the field's excitement early, and <laughs> that kind of faded fast. All oh, right, moving yeah. along. The Houston Texans are heading to Buffalo to play the Bills with the largest spread of the weekend. The Bills are favored by 16 and a half. Oh, Woo! my God, dude. Those are the weird games that when it's this big that it's never like that, but I just can't see the Texans doing anything in this game. And last week, dude, the, um, you know, the bills had a pretty good game against Washington, but you know, the Texans Davis mills got to start last week and he got it going a little bit late. 
Um, it's the roulette at running back that's really kind of holding them back at this point. Mm-hmm. And how about Brandon Cooks, dude? doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball. This guy just finds a way to get open. But it's really going to take a miracle for these Texans to hang with the Bills, dude. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, after falling asleep in week one uh, in the second half and, and dropping that game, uh, the Bills have really put together a couple of dominant performances. Uh, was it a shutout against uh, Miami a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, then, thirty-five, uh, nothing. Yeah, and then, you, like you said, they spanked the 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 FT uh, last week. Uh, they got it hitting on all cylinders right now in Buffalo, and it's just Josh Allen just dishing the ball uh, left and right. Um, yeah, at home, it's going to be you know. Josh Allen all over the place with that big arm. I'm just, you know, I don't, I don't know how this, to spin this one. The Bills are in great shape here going into this game. <laughs> all right, Dave, up next, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Miami Dolphins. And the, the Dolphins are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Yep, and Indianapolis, like I said, I'm, here we are with another 0-3 team that I'm working on here. Um, Indy has had a really difficult schedule to start the season. They yeah. had the turmoil with um, with the quarterback and Wentz with the double double sprained ankles. <laughs> um, Ty is not uh, there for them. It just doesn't seem like anything. You know, it's almost like it's it's looking. They're staring at down the barrel of a lost season right now at zero and three, and coming off of that um, disappointing loss to Tennessee last week. Um, you know, they absolutely, it's a gut check for them right now. They yeah. have to find a way to get this win. And kind of the same thing for these Dolphins, man. A lot mm-hmm. of expectations about these guys going into the playoffs. Obviously, Tua goes down. And last week, Jacoby Brissett, he was okay. He kept them in there and got them back in the thing. That's stupid. Yeah, he's better than I thought he would be. Yeah, it was that dumb play that out the waddle that was for oh. safety. It's a terrible play call. I don't. Brissett may be able to check out that. I don't know if they let him do that or not, but terrible yeah. play call, two points. It really cost him that game, but I did like the way they fought back, and Brissett kind of got that offense going, especially in overtime, uh, or to get to overtime, that huge fourth and 20 conversion. So he's going to be okay. I actually think he might be a little better at this point than two is for this offense. He's mm-hmm. going to make the right reads. Can he make all the plays? I'm not sure. They need to get that balance. So they did get fuller back in the offense last week. So hopefully he can get more acclimated. So between him, Waddle the, and, uh, um, Jusecki, they should be able, and Devonte Parker, there's tons of weapons there. Let's get this offense going a little bit, pretty solid defense, but both of these teams desperate for a win, but those dolphins, man, overtime from the West coast coming back. Um, that's a, that's a big ask. Up next, it's the Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by a half a point, Casey. Yeah, dude. And the football team, like you said, they got spanked last week by the Bills. And all the talk, all the offseason was about how great that defense was going to be. And we just haven't seen it yet, man. They are getting scored on left and right. Um, I'm not sure if the league has caught up to Tyler Heineke yet he had a pretty good game against the giants on thursday night not so much against the bills last week we'll see if he can continue to move forward curtis samuel's not quite back yet they really need to get him in the mix but they need more antonio gibson and they need that defense with all those first rounders to start playing like it and then how about those falcons casey they were uh winless They, they looked completely awful week one they played okay against the bucks even though it looks like a blowout on the scoreboard at the end um, and then last week, get the W finally. Um, 
you know, they got the thing they needed to the the trip to New York to play the Giants. Um, but you know what? I'm just kind of a little bit disappointed in the way that, that you know, we haven't really seen Pitts, you know, explode onto the scene like we would have thought. We uh, you know the fifth overall pick, the most dominant tight end we've seen in the draft in years. Uh, it seems like Pitt, Ridley, they're just not... Matt Ryan isn't really put it all together yet, and maybe this will be the game they do, uh, but the Washington football team does have a pretty solid defense, so that's going to be a tough order. Call coin flip. Yep, no doubt. All right, up next, this is the major. we got a couple sweet NFC West battles going on. First one is Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers, and the Niners three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, and the the Seahawks, Casey, you know, they are a surprising one and Ugh. two right now in a really, really difficult division. So um, this becomes a pretty, you know, obviously it's divisional and it it is it is a big, big game going on the road to play the Niners right now. Uh, coming off that really kind of disappointing performance last week, um, w- you know, for the for the Seahawks, uh, they got to get Russell cooking, man. Um and you know, get the, all those receivers, DK, and, um, you know. Uh, Can any of those guys play defense? Yeah. Their defense is just in disarray right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous that the Niners are just going to be able to sort of win the time of possession significantly. And then, uh, then it'll be up to Russ in the end like it is often, you know. Yeah, you know, these Niners, they, they played well enough to beat the Packers last week, but they found out the hard way that 37 seconds and no timeouts is still plenty enough time for Aaron Rodgers to come and do you like he's done so many teams in the past. You know, yep. they're calling for Jimmy G's head already. Trust me, look at what all these other first-round quarterbacks are doing. Jimmy G is a play there. You can bring in your cutesy little um, Trey Lance packages. But Jimmy is the only one that's going to lead you there. They've just not yeah. been able to stay healthy at running back. Everybody is dropping like flies. And Trey Sermon, he had a touchdown last week, but only about 30 yards. they got to find that run game because that's what this uh, Kyle Shanahan offense is predicated on. Getting a lot of uh, output out of Debo Samuel. He's really coming in. They need Ayuk to step up and, of course, uh, get uh, um, Kittle back to his um, pro bowl form, but they got to take care of the ball too. Negative three on the turnover ratio. That defense is kind of middle of the pack, but, um, this is a, this is a huge game for both of these teams, man. The loser of this, I don't want to say they're done, but, uh, this is, this it's is a, a long way win. to dig yourself out of the hole. If yeah. you're the Seahawks in particular, oh, All right, okay. Sure. Battle of the undefeated team, same division there. The, the West is the best. The NFC West here in this case. It's the Cardinals on the road at Los Angeles to play the Rams. Rams at home favored by just six. Yeah, dude. I don't know if there's anybody more fun to watch in the league than Kyler Murray, dude. This guy is action personified. He can beat you with yep. those legs. He can beat you with the arm. And he's looking like he's really getting a grasp of this offense. I'd like to see a little more out of the run game besides him. Chase Edmonds still getting 4.4 carry, just not getting enough carries. And it's kind of a roll of the dice each week. Who's going to be the other guy besides D hop um, Christian Kirk last week. Um, hopefully it's more this week as he's on my fantasy team. And that defense is doing a pretty good job uh, too. We haven't seen TJ or JJ Watt, be that huge part of this game. He's getting closer there. It's Chandler Jones um, defense still there, though, man. This guy is a stud playmaker, and I'm very intrigued 
to see if that defense can slow down that Rams offense yeah. and vice versa. Is, is a, Are the Cardinals going to be able to move the ball on those Rams, dude? And this is setting up for dominance in the NFC, dude. The winner of this team, uh, game is sitting at 4-0, bro. And yeah. if you're listening to everybody in L.A., man, the uh, the stars are out for these Rammies. Yeah, no doubt. Obviously, since McVay uh, got himself uh, a quarterback with a huge arm in uh, Matt Stafford, um, he has been really, really excited about throwing the ball downfield a lot. And they even brought in um, the the old speedster, uh, uh, the Eagles old speedster there, Casey. Sean um, Jackson. Thank you. Such a class Sean. guy. It's so a great, he's, a, he's a great addition. You know, Humble. they missed him a couple of times, but, um, you know, they're looking to get him more involved. But I mean, this Rams offense right now, Cooper Cup is arguably the best oh, receiver man. in the league up to this point. Uh, he is just literally unstoppable in the way uh, Stafford's putting it on him. Um, you know, <clears throat> they're not dominant in the run game, but their defense on the other side of the equation is really, really strong. Obviously, the number one defense in the league last year. We'll see if they can maintain uh, that going along. But they just handled business against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and held them. They're holding teams to less than their average scores each week. So they're doing uh, their job, taking care of business. And this Cardinal team, as you mentioned, they're an exciting, exciting offensive team. We'll see if the Rams defense has got what it takes to uh, sort of diffuse uh, Kyler Murray and that exciting Cardinals offense. Yeah, it looks like the Rams might get Daryl Henderson back. That'll go a long way, dude. But just picture this team if they had Cam Akers at the RB position for these Rams. Wow, the league would be put on notice, dude. Yeah, that, that was a huge, huge loss, Casey. It was huge. All right, Dave, we got a little uh, Super Bowl rematch. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Green Bay Packers. And the Pack there are favored by six and a half. Yeah, and uh, this this is a big game for the Steelers. You know, after have, uh, having a real nice second half in week one to steal that game against Buffalo, they've dropped a, a couple of games. They're sitting at one and two, and people are wondering if Big Ben should have retired at this point. Now, it's way too early in the season to write Big Ben and the Stillers squad off. I thought you were going to say, has the clock struck midnight on Big Ben? <laughs> That's what Casey, way to spin that. All right. Well, last week, in a way, Casey, it did because, you know, the Bengals came into Pittsburgh and and took it to the Steelers, uh, beat them by two okay. touchdowns. And that just doesn't happen uh, to a, a Tomlin-led team. The the toughness, you know, they rebuild the offensive line. Um, I just don't know. I see Najee Harris gives them a huge spark, and they've got some, some really solid, if not uh, exceptional receivers, uh, you know. But, man, they haven't put it all together consistently. And, the, and now heading to Green Bay, and Green Bay seems to be hitting their stride. Yeah, this is a BYOG to borrow a line from Dabo Sweeney. Bring your own guts. We're going to see what the Steelers are made of because <laughs> this Packer team is really starting to heat up, man. Yeah, They played great in week two, and last week it wasn't pretty the whole time. But like I said, 37 seconds was plenty for Aaron Rodgers to uh, – go downfield and get that uh, go-ahead field goal. And I don't know how the hell that was in a, a targeting on Devontae Adams on that last drive. What I don't know what the refs are looking at, man. Officiating mm-hmm. is atrocious across the board. But these <laughs> Packers, dude, they can run the ball and they can throw the ball. They just need to get a little bit out of the defense. And they're going to be in the mix at the end. Packers are finding their stride and it's going to be raucous there at Lambeau. 
Up next, it's the Baltimore Ravens on the road to Denver to play the Broncos. And the Broncos are favored by one and a half. Wow. Yeah, battle of Louisville quarterbacks here with Teddy B and Lamar there. And these Ravens, man, they, um, you know, they are play away from, well, I guess they could have lost that Lions game, could have won the Raiders game. So they kind of are what they are. They're starting to hopefully get the help at receiver coming back. Bateman and Boykin should be returning there. Um, with all the uh, the injuries they've had at the running back position, hopefully they can get that game going. I need my guy Tyson to get a little more active in that. Can't be all on Lamar. He's starting to find uh, Mark Andrews again. But the downfall with this Ravens defense is we haven't seen it be as formidable as it has in the past. They need to tighten that stuff up. But this is a really interesting match between two very different looking teams. I'm stoked for this one, bro. Yeah, the Broncos are pretty stoked themselves sitting at 3-0. But is it a real 3-0 as the teams they've beaten have yet to win a game? They're a combined 0-9. But the Broncos have done their part. You play the team in front of you and you beat them. They whooped the Jets last week, 26-zip. And Teddy B obviously was kind of just what Vic Fangio and this Broncos team needed. They had the defense in place. Uh, they have a ton of weapons at wide receiver, although they're a bit banged up there, as we mentioned earlier. But Teddy B, uh, uh, second in the NFL at uh, almost 77% completion. And, uh, you know, I mean, he is really lighting it up. So uh, he just doesn't make those mistakes. He's nope. just that consistent player. Uh, and that's what a defensive-minded uh, head coach loves is just no turnovers and just make the play happen. That's designed and um, got to say Melvin Gordon has done a, a decent job running the ball for them too. He just doesn't have that sour puss in the sweet dance moves that Locke has. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, Casey. Well, well, maybe someday we'll see those. Hopefully Teddy B stay, stays healthy though. All right, Dave. I don't know if you've heard about the game that's coming up next Sunday night football. Nobody's really talking about it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New England Patriots. And the Bucs are only five-and-a-half-point favorites. Dave, Tom Brady, I don't know if you heard, used to be a Patriot. <laughs> and he led those Patriots to 17 division titles in his 20 seasons. Uh-huh. Together, Brady and Belichick won six Super Bowls, the most by a single player and a quarterback-head coach combo in NFL history. They also won 30 playoff games together. That's more than twice as many as any quarterback and coach duo their combined 249 wins including the postseason most ever you think they're gonna hug and kiss i'm sure they will casey yeah. i'm sure uh boston fans will just be uh thrilled to see tommy back in town again Welcome there. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, this is a battle between, like you mentioned, obviously, when you look at Belichick versus Tom Brady and the whole who was responsible for all those things you just mentioned, who really deserves the the, the lion's share of the accolades. Maybe this will help uh, determine that. But uh, obviously, this Buccaneer squad coming off a Super Bowl win um, last season is is the better team at this point in time. But will that matter to Bill Belichick? Will he still be able to get it done? But and Tampa Bay coming off a pretty disappointing loss when they went to uh, Los Angeles and got spanked by the Rams. But is were they looking ahead? Was Tom Brady thinking of this game and uh, dialing in all of his you know intensity on this? You know how has he felt slighted over the years by the media or whatever, and how is he using that as motivation to head to New England? This is 
this is personal, man. And Tom Brady's going to do everything in his power to get this W. Yeah, he's going to take it all out on the Patriots. And, you know, this Patriots in a rebuild team, they could have they could be sitting at two and one right now, which would be the same as the Bucks record, uh, the, that fumble that, that cost them the game against the Dolphins. But last week it was all bad against that Saints defense. So I think the Bucks will look at that game plan and try to do the same. You know, I think Mac Jones is going to be fine, but he's a rookie, man. And they're all finding out that the NFL is pretty tough. I thought they might have held Cam until this game. And then when Cam went down to the Bucks, they could have brought in Mac, the savior, but they just needed to clean that locker room. Um, we mentioned earlier, James White is going to be out of this game. Damian Harris has been okay, but under four yards to carry. Dave, I'm pounding the table. Get my guy Ramondre Stevenson in there. Get him in. Maybe that's what the hoodie's been waiting for. They need to get a spark on this offense. The defense has been pretty good, but not good enough to carry this team. So it's definitely a work in progress. And I think that the uh, the Bucks are going to lay a beat down on these Patriots, dude. You're right. It is personal. Yeah, and, and it is. It's the Buccaneers' weakness is the back end of that defense, not the front end. So it's going to have to fall on Mac uh, to to pass the ball around. All right, Case, let's move it on to the highlight game of the week. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. It is the Las Vegas Raiders coming into Los Angeles to play our Chargers. Chargers at home get the favor by three and a half. Talk about the Raiders. Yeah, it's taken a couple overtime games, but the Raiders is sitting there undefeated at 3-0. and And Derek Carr, baby, beep, beep, leading the NFL with over 1,200 passing yards. Um, he's had at least 325 passing yards in five straight games going back to week 16 of last year. Um, so he's playing really good football and he's taking care of the football too. And that's part of the reasons the Raiders have the number one offense in the NFL at over 470 yards a game. I mentioned the overtime wins, but what's more impressive, they've overcome 14 point deficit in the fourth quarter twice to beat those Ravens week one and then to beat those Dolphins. Um, we talked no uh, Josh Jacobs, Peyton Barber out of nowhere had over 100 yards. So the Raiders need that balance. They need a heavy dose of Darren Waller in this thing, too. The defense is just kind of OK. But, Dave, this is one of those grimy old school divisional games where there's yep. going to be a lot of blood, sweat and some more blood in this one. And uh, it is going to be rocking at the SoFi. Woo! I wonder now that the Raiders are in Las Vegas if we're going to still see the mob of the Raider faithful uh, in Los Angeles, Dave. But you'll be able to tell firsthand you're going to be in the house at the SoFi for this, right? That is correct, sir. So I will nice. be sitting pretty up there in our uh, 300s level seat. And it is going to be obviously a heck of a show. I expect it to be somewhere around 50-50 in uh Raiders versus Chargers fans. But uh, Casey, let's talk about this Charger squad uh, coming off that big, big win last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, putting the Chiefs in the cellar and at least keeping the Chargers out of the cellar and keeping us uh, kind of up uh, on pace with the two. What are you guys rat? Are we going round and round? <laughs> That's right. But you know what, Casey, one of the things that uh, the Chargers defense uh, did last week uh, was they really did contain the explosive plays uh, with Tyreek Hill and um, 
Kelsey. Kelsey. And um, so I, I look for them to be able with Derwin James to find a way to to try and slow down Waller. Now, he's obviously Kel- Kelsey and Waller. They're both two of the top uh, tight ends in, in this league. So uh, the Chargers have been successful limiting teams passing games. The weakness has been that they they have given up some ground game uh, in doing so. But um, we'll see how they can shore that up. Uh, this week on the other side of the football, you've got the Chargers and Herbert um, just lighten it up, really. And Mike Williams has, has emerged as kind of the go to guy there. They just have a, a real good connection. Mike Williams is just scoring touchdowns uh, every week for the Chargers. And Keenan Allen uh, got his first touchdown last week. But Keenan Allen is always available for a first down when you need him. He's very, very reliable and very difficult to guard. Um, so Chargers obviously c- kind of throw a couple of running backs at, at you, Eckler being the most explosive of them. Um, but it's going to be a heck of a battle here. The way the Raiders have been playing, they've been really, really red hot. They could have dropped a game here or there, but um, this is going to be a huge battle for the AFC West to see who can stay on top or who can get to the top. Oh, man, it is going to be rocking, dude. I cannot wait for this game on Monday night. Oh, man. I'm getting chills. All right. All right, folks. We hope that you guys enjoy the action. So many ways, Casey, that the people can check out the Football Dudes. We're available for for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, go ahead. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. And definitely follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. We have so much info there that it's going to knock your freaking socks off. And tag us across all social media platforms, especially if you're going to be in the house with Dave on Monday night at the SoFi. Yeah. Or, Casey, just head on over to footballdudes.com. It's all there for you, people. That is going to do it for this episode of The Trend Zone. He's Casey. I'm Dave. We're the Football Dudes, and we are out of here. Enjoy week four, ladies and gentlemen. Slip it away! (laughs) 